Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. I'm so excited for this conversation today with this absolutely brilliant woman. Welcome, Dr. Kinga Manich. She is an impact coach for multi-passionate women specializing in positive psychology and emotions. With more than 10 years of experience in coaching and a PhD in social psychology, she helps women avoid overwhelm, get unstuck, and create the right building blocks for a successful business. Her curiosity for cultures has brought her to more than 40 countries. She's lived on three continents and built four successful businesses. In 2015, she also received the UN Seed Award for Social Entrepreneurship. Total badass. Welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you here, Kinga. Thanks, Jessica. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm really excited to be here and um, really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. I'm very excited about actually, you know, listening to your questions and having a conversation. Yeah, me too. All right. So before we dive in, we just want to know a little bit more about you. So tell us about what you do and, and what you bring to the world. Well, you know, so currently I am completely focusing on growing my own business and trying to help more women step into their full potential, meaning step into their potential as entrepreneurs, because I do believe that entrepreneurship is really the best way for women to be able to impact this world in a positive way. And on top of that, I also feel, you know, like entrepreneurship is in this world that we are living in the only way for women to be truly able to be who they are mm. and be happy with who they are. You know, just, um, I've always, you know, questioned kind of like the way industry and, um, and companies are laid out and questioned that structure. So I never bought into, into it and have been really trying to find different ways of, reframing and changing um, our society and how we live, you know, just to make it a better place for actually really for everyone with the focus, of course, of women, because that's what I'm really passionate about. But um, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm at the moment really focusing on. My um, background is a bit crazy. You know, I've been really everywhere and anywhere and I've done tons of things. Uh, lots of those things don't necessarily always make sense to a lot of people, but it was my own journey of kind of understanding how I want to piece everything together and then start creating something that is really aligned with what I stand for, you know, what I want to bring to the world, how I want to impact the world. So um, just to give you maybe a little bit of a background of the craziness, because I've done anything from like, 
being a professional photographer to teaching at the university, teaching yoga in high security prison facilities, wow. um, you know, building schools out of plastic bottles. I mean, like the variety, you know, is wide and people sometimes would look at me and they're like, you just really don't know what it is that you want to do in life. And that was actually not true. You know, like my path was more so one of those where I'm like, no, I just need to explore as much as possible before I start kind of like settling into, you know, something. And that, you know, that comes back to really what I'm doing right now, because right now I'm working with people that are in a very similar situation. You know, they have lots of hobbies, lots of interests, many amazing talents, and they don't know exactly how to put it all together mm -hmm. and what to do with it. But many know that wherever they are right now, that that's just not making them happy. Yep. So, yeah. I love that. I love that your life has really led you to where you are today. And it's sort of interesting. We're going to have a kind of different conversation than that today. But all of this, this talk of emotions and mastering our emotions, really understanding them will make us better business owners and will help us harness those, the many passions that we have mm -hmm. and put yes. them into a business that is successful yeah. and fulfilling and rewarding. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, I want to get like a baseline definition of how do you define emotions? Let's start there. Mm -hmm. So, um, the definition for emotion, there are several out there. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to be saying that there's one specific, emo uh, you know, definition that is right. And the other one is wrong because it is, a, you know, I think that the definition about emotions is kind of like a work in progress. We are learning on a daily basis more and more about emotions. You know, just about two years ago, another researcher actually found out that emotions do not even happen in the same area of the brain for everyone, you know? So it's very, mm -hmm. very individual, even where we are producing our emotions. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the, working definition that I'm working with is kind of based on um, on a three-dimensional level that emotions are not, first of all, not just something that we are experiencing within us as an individual, but it is related to the dynamic that is going on within interactions. So meaning um, emotions are um, the result of how you experience a feeling is a result of how you're experiencing, how you're evaluating and processing the experience and then connecting it to past, experience and, past experiences and then drawing a conclusion from it. And that's what gives you a specific feeling. Mm -hmm. So for me, there is a, well, there is a definition, uh, there is a difference between emotion and feelings. Feelings is really the kind of the end result of everything that's going on and the chemical reaction that's also happening within your body. And the emotion is per se what we are defining or how we are defining a specific experience. Does Got that it. make sense, Jessica? Yes, I think so. And before we go deeper, I want you to actually just remind listeners, how did you get into this work around emotions? Like where does this expertise in emotions and what they mean and how they affect us come from? So I started working on the topic of emotions already in my, doing my master's degree. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was really looking for a topic that I could continue on taking into later research during a PhD. I, I knew quite early that I would like to do a PhD because I just love research. I love exploring things and had an amazing professor, a South African professor. And he was like, you know, how about you look into emotions? You know, there's just very little done on that. And it was, it was really interesting because when he asked me that, I was like, I'm not that typical emotional person. You know, mm-hmm. I am uh, like, I, I was born in Poland and grew up in Germany, two, two cultures that are quite cold, you know, and very direct. And we are stripping usually a lot of emotions from our day-to-day interactions. And um, when I was asked if I would like to go into that field, it was like, it was a bit weird, you know, and he was like, that's perfect. That's perfect because you actually don't have an emotional attachment. And so the more I started digging into it, the more I found that, you know what, this can be even the key to many of my questions Mm. because as human beings, it's actually impossible for us to be non-emotional. And here's the key. And it's so funny, you know, because especially if you are doing, so I did parts of my research in emergent acquisition bank you know, mostly men-driven, right? It's like very, like it's numbers, it's just all calculated and so on. And I nevertheless went in and did a whole chapter on how they are producing emotions and how they are um, reproducing the practices of emotions. And we we will go into that a little bit later in, in our conversation. But in that environment, you know, that is supposed to be so objective and calculated and all of that, that environment was completely filled with emotions. The same thing I did, you know, I did an ethnographic study on soccer, um, on soccer, on, on, on viewers of soccer. So I went into stadiums and I kind of like watched people, how they are reacting to games. And I, and you see it here, you know, you see it in the U.S. also quite often how people watch, you know, their football games and how they react to it and took it from there. So that, that was really my first touch point to start researching emotions and learning how we are using them within our society. And um, then just like I just fell in love with the topic, you know, because there's just so many wrong um, interpretations of it, weird understandings, you know, starting with the, with the whole understanding that women are more emotional than men. It's mm-hmm. just not true. <laughs> That's, you know, it's just not true. Women have been given the gift that we have a better emotional understanding, but we are not more emotional. And that in itself, you know, so I was, I started picking up small topics and learning more and more, which became you know, I became more and more fascinated with it and seeing how emotions are being used really, you know, in the, in the professional world versus also, you know, the private world and all of that. I'm like, you know what, this topic is just equally and everywhere important. Mm -hmm. So let's just dig into it. So that's, that's really how it started Um, over, yeah, over about 20, 12 years ago now. Wow. So I want to take all of that experience and knowledge you have and funnel it into the people we're talking to right now, which are Mm -hmm. female entrepreneurs. So how do we, how do these emotions that are natural and they happen for all of us, how do they affect us in our business? How might they be holding us back from turning those big ideas into reality and bringing them into our business? 
That's a really good question, Jessica. You know, um, and uh, we're going we're going to need to um, take it apart a little bit because it's yeah, yeah. So let's start with, for example, confidence. I think that for especially female entrepreneurs, the topic of confidence is really important because many of us don't have enough confidence or don't have necessarily enough self-belief or come, you know, across situations where we're like, oh, should we be really doing this? You know, what is it that we are doing? Am I good enough at it? You know, this, this entire question also around like imposter syndrome. And mm -hmm. so all these fancy topics that are currently floating around internet with imposter syndrome, shiny object syndrome, new shiny object syndrome, whatever it is, all of them are actually emotions, right? Mm -hmm. They're emotions, but we don't necessarily talk about the emotions behind it because it can become quite complex. So we gave them fancy names, right? You know? um, but if you understand, and if you give yourself the time to understand your emotions a little bit better, you can dissolve many of the things that are hindering you from being better in what you're doing, being more impactful, being more successful. And that is that is kind of the key with emotions. We need to allow ourselves to actually really understand them for a second, at least just for a second, once a day, you know, like sitting down for a moment and just like digging into it and saying, okay, this is what I'm feeling right now. And usually when we deal with our emotions, that that's where our own analysis stops right? We will be like, okay, I'm feeling this right now. Let me sit with this. But we hardly ask the question, why am I feeling this? Mm. How did this happen? Where is it coming from? Is this maybe actually attached to a memory from a past experience? And it has nothing to do right now with what I'm experiencing right now. So there is this entire dynamic within us decoding and understanding emotions. While we are focusing on the daily life and daily conversations, we're usually focusing just on that one, one um, area of, of emotions, how we are feeling, how are you feeling, how is the day going for you right now? But we are not going into the other areas of it, kind of, so what triggered me in that conversation? So let's say um, you wanted a conversation and you were presenting an idea to a good friend or a past colleague or whoever it is. And that person now is interacting with you and makes you feel insecure. You're coming out of that conversation and you're feeling insecure and you're starting to, you know, question your decision and your ideas. And you're going down that entire spiral of, should I continue doing this? Am I good enough for that? Do I have enough knowledge about it? And so on. Now, here's the thing. Before you went into that conversation, everything was fine, right? Mm -hmm. Like you were feeling good about it and everything was flowing and you were actually hoping to get out of that conversation, constructive feedback. A lot of people are not able to give you constructive feedback. Mm -hmm. So knowing, okay, you know what? I'm going into conversations and I'm coming out of these conversations. and I'm not feeling good about myself anymore gives you actually a hint that you might be having the wrong conversations mm. that you are you know that you are asking actually for the you are asking the wrong people to give you insight on what you're doing because right. the right people would not 
you know, wouldn't um, say something that will bring you down. They will help you to uplift your idea and make it better, but not make it worse. So I tell my clients, having your emotions and understanding your emotions together with understanding what your values are, gives you a compass in life. It helps you to make better decisions. It helps you to to build clear boundaries and helps you also to say no or even tell people in a polite way, you know what? I didn't ask you for your input. And I, I'm right now I'm in the process of developing something and I I would really appreciate not having your input in this mm-hmm. moment. Right. So I think that is the 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 biggest area, the you know, the greatest thing that if you have a better understanding of your emotions is that you can create clear boundaries and understand how you can take yourself out of an emotional hole as well, you know, by actually not necessarily rationalizing what happened, but kind of like bringing it up again into the world and saying, okay, there were a couple of other things that happened. It's not me. I'm not the person. I I am good enough for what I'm doing. It's a process and I need to find the right people to support me. And so the really important thing is that what we are forgetting is that emotions happen in a dynamic. It's not necessarily that you're going to be sitting alone at home and if everything is going well, you're not going to make yourself feel bad. It's usually others or not necessarily the other person, but that interaction, the dynamic that is happening in that interaction. What it triggers. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm wondering is like, I'll often say when we talk about like sitting with a feeling or figuring out like how you're feeling and how you want to shift into feeling something differently. We have a feelings wheel and we look at the feelings wheel and we can identify feelings. Can you give me like some examples of, I'm trying to really understand the difference between feeling frustrated or feeling sad versus the emotion that's underneath that, or that's that Mm -hmm. layer deeper. Can you Mm -hmm. help me understand that piece? Like, Mm -hmm. can you identify Mm -hmm. some emotions for us? Sure. Okay. So let's say we go, let's go with fear. You know, fear is, I feel like, a very simple one. Well, <laughs> it can be complicated, but the simplest version of fear is you're going into the forest, you know, and it's starting to get dark. And then you are being afraid that you're not going to make it out in time because you're lost. Okay. So what happened is here, um, basically, your instinct instincts just kicked in and they are giving you the the emotion of fear, which makes you alert, you know, it triggers uh, fight or flight system. So what it does, it it actually helps you to focus in on a problem. That's what fear actually does, you know, fear mm-hmm. actually helps us out to figure out a quick solution for the problem that is right now in front of us. So that is an, an emotion. Another emotion, you said frustration, right? Like mm-hmm. being frustrated. Okay, so the emotion or the component of the emotion comes in because we are naming as such. So you know that a specific bodily feeling, meaning, you know, tingling in your stomach or getting, uh, you know, flashing in your cheeks or whatever, all of that based on your experience and what you have also learned as a child and within the society is being named 
frustration. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, there's a whole, there's a whole discussion because it can become really, really complicated, but there's a whole discussion between primary and secondary emotions, like primary emotions that are quite obvious. Um, so it's like sadness and fear and happiness, joy, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, we all tend to have similar experiences with it. Um, meaning that it feels within our body in a similar way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have the emotion that that thing that's happening, and then there's a feeling connected to it. So the experience of that is the feeling. Okay. So the emotion and the experience. So I'm just trying to think of helping listeners start to identify their emotions versus just identifying their feelings. So so they can do it backwards. Um when you're saying you're feeling frustrated, mm-hmm. okay, you're feeling frustrated. So let's see if we can take that backwards from there. You're feeling frustrated. Uh, can you, Jessica, can you think of a situation that made you feel frustrated? When I can't figure out how to do something. Okay, great. And then with that, so you know, so that's your trigger. Right. That's mm-hmm. the, the, the feedback curve that's being used. So you cannot figure out something. And the frustration comes in from impatience. Is it probably perfe- perfection, wanting to be able to figure it out and do it right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, great. Oh, I love this example, actually. You know, like I'm picturing right now, like all the different components of it and just trying to put it together. So to simplify it, though, the frustration is the the frustration in itself is the emotion. The experience of that, how it makes you feel is the is the feeling. Right. And okay. so how it makes me feel is, I don't know. I'm having a hard time differentiating between the two. This is yeah, it is. And, it, and it is. And it's, you know what? The, the problem here is that, um, how about that? The chemical process is the emotion. Mm-hmm. And however you're interpreting it is the feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so maybe we don't even necessarily need to be able to I- identify the emotion. No, you don't. No, to simplify it, you know, for now, like if this is a process that you're just starting to do for yourself, mm-hmm. what you need to do, you don't need to, and you, you will see that, like if you're reading some literature um, about emotions or feelings, a lot of researchers will say, you know, I'm either using both terms equally, or I'm just Mm. going to be focusing on one term, not to, you know, in order not to um, get anyone confused. So let's not confuse anyone and let's use both terms at the same. Hmm. Um, What you need to focus on in that moment when you're getting frustrated, okay, Mm -hmm. is why are, why are you getting frustrated in that uh, in, in that moment? And you said already, it could be perfectionism, expectation, impatience, mm-hmm. whatever is in that moment. And you would like to, in order to be better with whatever you're working on right now, dissolve these negative feelings, mm-hmm. these negative emotions, okay? Because the negative emotions are holding you back from actually processing and being faster with that task. Right, because you're locking down, and I think that is what really triggered um, my full interest in all of that to understand that when we are working with emotions, we are not just working with how 
it makes us feel, you know, that that heart sens sensation, mm -hmm. but more so, what is it doing to our brain? Because that's, mm -hmm. you know, that is the key. And that's what and why it is so important for business owners to learn more about their emotions. And I'm not saying to control their emotions more, mm -hmm. but to learn about them. Because if you understand them and learn more about them, you're going to automatically reframe them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So for example, let's go back to fear. Let's say you are fearing that you're not going to have enough clients next week yep. or next, next month. I think that maybe that's a, that's a simple, um, that's a simple example. Yeah. So you're looking at your numbers and you don't have anyone new enrolled or signed up or whatever it is. And you are, you are experiencing that feeling of fear, you know, like your heart starts to pump a little faster. You're starting to, you know, move around. Maybe you're like, oh my God, like I'm getting anxious about it. You know, um, what am I, what do I need to, you know, what, I need to do something. You're like alert. Like I need to move into that. Here's the problem. The moment you go into that stage of alertness, your brain is starting to shut down and start to focus in, in order to see the entire picture. Mm -hmm. Okay. So helping us or helping yourself to see the entire picture is actually what we want as entrepreneurs, because we want to have the full spectrum of creativity. Right. Right. We don't want to be just like, oh, my God, I need to get more clients. We want more so be actually, OK, so I'm not having right now the clients. Calm yourself down. So catch yourself in that moment. Calm yourself down with positive thoughts in order to create positive feelings. Hmm. And once we calm down our nerve system, we calm down our amygdala, we calm down our brain. And we are able to actually see a broader spectrum of our possibilities again. And that's why understanding your emotions is so important because it is truly a key element to becoming more successful. However, you want to also, you know, define success because success is also, you know, a different thing for everyone. But to be more in tune what you're doing and having more positive feelings. Yeah, and I think I think it's for me what I'm hearing is identifying in that moment what's happening and seeing that by feeling that fear you're now getting anxious which one affects the energy you're putting out. So now all of a sudden you're putting out anxious energy, you're maybe not making the best decisions you can make because all of a sudden you're zoomed in on this one little problem rather than the whole thing. And so identifying this and I hate using the terms positive or negative, um, like a positive emotion, because mm -hmm. not everything is positive and that's okay. Um, so I want to maybe focus on like finding something that's more supportive, like a more supportive emotion. So seeing in that moment that you're shutting down mm -hmm. and then coming back to the, the baseline level idea that we talk about over and over, which is then shifting into a more powerful or supportive feeling mm -hmm. or emotion. And so my question to you is what's that in between the two things? So here's mm -hmm. what I'm feeling. Here's what would be a more supportive way of feeling. What are some practices I can use to start shift, to recognize that and then start shifting into it? Um, first of all, 
I think that I'm going to use from now on supportive emotion (laughs) (laughs) or growth emotion. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah. I mean, like, you know what, in uh, in, in psychology and social psychology, we are defining them as positive and negative, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like um, much more so than we are not seeing them in that, oh, this is positive. Oh, and this is negative more just like, you know, two poles Mm -hmm. because experiencing fear and experiencing stress is actually, if it's defined right, if you are able to define it right for yourself, is actually a good thing for you. Right. You know, having st- having specific stress makes you more productive, more creative, mm. and more so- solution oriented. So, um, you know, we have in society, sadly, we have developed all these poles, black and white, right, right and wrong. You know, um, so I'm not I'm not meaning that in such a way. So I love that with the su- supportive emotions, or we could call them also growth emotions. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like that, yeah, this is making you grow. Um, what is in between? So the one of the simplest things that you can do and it's just it's just so simple that people are like oh you know like why are you even saying it but it's in that moment when you're feeling that it's not flowing Mm -hmm. but you're feeling okay I'm getting stuck I don't know what to do what's my next task what's my next to do thing stop yourself and actually walk away Mm. You know, mm-hmm. don't stay in that situation. Go for a walk. Go maybe outside. Look outside. Make yourself tea. Don't watch TV. You know, don't don't go on social media. Don't don't try to bring in more into your brain to kind of like get rid of that feeling. No, rather that moment. You know, when people say sit with it, mm-hmm. I would say go for a walk with it. Mm, I like that. You know, because sitting with it, it's you're just going to go into that spiral of really thinking over it. What you want is your brain, you want your nerve system actually to calm down for a moment so it can rewire itself and then help you to find the right solution. Right. So it with that said, it's meaning like, yes, experience it, allow it to experience, but don't act on it. Right. You know, just like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. So what do I need to do? And that is that part, you know, of positive psychology is when we are wanting to reframe things into a more positive way. But sometimes we need to start, you know, a step earlier by actually just like allowing it to to, to experience it. It's the same thing. There's a absolutely great book and it was written I think in 1982 or 1984. So it's quite old, but if you read it, like it could have been written now. Um, And I don't remember her last name, but the name of the book is Feel Your Fear and Do It Anyway. Hmm, And that's, and it says it all. It's like, we are giving, as you said, you know, we, we are telling ourselves that this is a positive emotion or this is a negative emotion. Mm -hmm. Being said, No, being sad, like if you are sad in a moment, that doesn't mean that that's bad. That just Mm -hmm. means that you're processing something. Right. And we live in a time where we are trying to give everything value. You know, we are Mm -hmm. trying to name and classify everything instead of just letting it be in that moment. Mm -hmm. And when I read her book, I mean, like I should show it to you at some point. I mean, it's completely marked everywhere. I love it. It's such a great book. But take... You have to understand that some of our physical bodily experiences, you know, they are coded. We are now, they they are 
we are now in a situation in our life where some of the stuff that's happening on a chemical basis doesn't correspond with what's happening in our environment. Hmm. And that's what we need to remember, you know, that sometimes our body will react to things because the body just doesn't know better, but our conscious mind knows better. And that's where the link comes in. You know, when you ask, how do we, how do we connect that? We connect it through starting to remember memories that are positive. I'm going to say no positive, but like, you know, having, remembering positive experiences. So let's say, for example, you are about to go on stage and hold a presentation in front of 100 people, or you are about to talk on Zoom in front of 100 people, or you are on Clubhouse and you want to speak up in front of a big group. And you're starting to feel nervous and you're starting to have the thought of who am I to even want to say this? You know, like I shouldn't even try this. Okay. So fear, that's, that's fear. Mm-hmm. Um, imposter syndrome is completely built on, on the premises of us experiencing fear. Mm-hmm. What you need to do in that moment is like, cool, recognize it. Okay, that is that that is that connector. You need to recognize what's happening in that moment, mm-hmm. not just dive in. Like sitting with the fear or going for a walk with it doesn't mean embrace it and dive into it and make it completely yours because none of the emotions are completely yours. Emotions are created within, you know, that dynamic within the society. That's the reason why we call them emotion, in motion basically from mm-hmm. Latin. Um recognize it and then start reframing it mm-hmm. in the meaning of, yeah, but I've spoken before in front of other people. You know, I know what I'm talking about. I have, you know, accomplished X, Y, Z, you know, I have done this, like bring down some memories of experiences, you know, that show you that you have succeeded with your results. Mm-hmm. And that's what helps you then to be like, oh, okay, you know what? I am nervous right now. And maybe you will even speak and you're still a little bit nervous, but you are helping yourself to take that next step to do that connection between the um, feeling that is holding you back mm-hmm. into that feeling, you know, that is, that is supportive, that is making you allow you to grow. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So like if you're in a situation where you can walk away, take a little bit of a walk, and sort mm-hmm. of allow your nervous system to calm down, come back to center. That sort mm-hmm. of reminds me of um, like, don't try to be rational with an irrational person. Like in in that place, in that mm-hmm. place of fear or, or frustration, you're mm-hmm. probably not really being rational with yourself. You're not going to come to the conclusion. You have to get mm-hmm. to a more calm state. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second suggestion being to bring in some some positive memories or some powerful memories of when Mm -hmm. you have successfully Mm -hmm. done this and Mm -hmm. allowing that to be your bridge into the more supportive feelings and supportive emotions of maybe confidence and success and, Mm -hmm. and a more positive energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So two potential bridges there between making that shift between the, maybe Mm -hmm. the lower level or the negative or the Mm -hmm. the feeling or emotion that's holding you back versus the one that's going to empower you or push you forward. Um, and they are, um, Jessica, if I may just quickly tune into this one, you know, so there are ba- basically two levels of emotions also, or that's how we could classify or bring our feelings. 
the, the subconscious ones and the conscious ones. Usually okay. everything happens subconsciously, you know, and we are kind of like aware of it. What we want to do is bring it up into that higher level of that mm -hmm. level of, oh, okay, I am in control. So you are in control of your emotions, first of all. You are. Sometimes it's more difficult than at other times, you know, and sometimes we are just really also in really critical and difficult situations, you know, I mean, like accidents and unfortunate events and all of that. So yes, you know, depending on what the situation is, it can be more difficult. Um, mm -hmm. um, but bringing it up and becoming aware of it, you are also empowering yourself. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's the other step in all of that. It's really important, especially for female business owners to understand and remember that you alone have the power to do whatever you want to do with your business and move it along. And that is, you know, it is, and that is partially, you know, that mindset game that is so difficult for many women because the way we've been raised, because the way, you know, society goes, because current situations, you know, and, um, here with that with becoming more aware of it we are taking our power back in that moment mm -hmm. and that's where where that entire growth you know um growth moment positive mm -hmm. moment supportive moment comes in mm -hmm. yeah yeah recognizing it and then yeah. and then yeah and then choosing and i think that's something i talk about a lot is we have to remember in every moment we get to choose what's happening. We, maybe we don't choose the feeling that automatically comes up, but we get to choose to shift. We get to yeah. choose to step into our power. We get to choose to make a decision yeah. from the new CEO, the person who is more the, the next level up in our minds. Um, so I, I love that reminder. We, we get to choose and we may not be able to master our emotions, but we can be aware of them and then make these active decisions, make, take these active steps to shift into something that's more supportive and more powerful. And you know what? And I think that we need to also maybe even move away a little bit from that idea that we want to master everything mm -hmm. because some of the things are just natural, you know, they're just bio bi biological. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're not going to be mastering also the tree that is growing in front of our house. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to be able to tell it, you know, how to grow or not. It's not, it's really not about that. It's more about kind of like, embracing it and then taking taking control of it and just to give you just to give you a quick idea on it you know so i developed within my phd the model of the three e's mm -hmm. so that every emotion is made out of three components and the three components components are experience express and evaluate mm -hmm. so we are experiencing a, a situation we are taking it in then we are evaluating it based on past experiences. And then according to that, we are reacting in a specific emotional way. So our brain scans the whole thing. This is what happened. And I can give you a really simple um, uh, example for that, actually funerals. You know, that's the simplest way to actually understand uh, emotions. We are... Uh, we are seeing someone pass away that triggers something. You're taking it in. You're, you know, from past experiences, I need to be sad. You're pulling up the emotion of, you know, sadness, and then you are expressing the sadness. That is kind of the, 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 how dy the dynamic works of emotions. But if you know 
that emotions are a dynamic process and not just something that is within you, then you also know that, let's say you are having a meeting and in that meeting, it's maybe just you and one more woman and then um, six other men. And half of these men are really not on board with whatever you're presenting. Mm-hmm. Now, and they will say specific things in order to undermine your credibility and whatever you presented. Mm-hmm. And it's really important because that situation, no matter how well you're trained, no matter how many exercises you've done, no matter no matter how often you've been in a room and you actively worked on being attacked by someone else, your body is still going to react to it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, you know, fight or flight. <laughs> like you don't want to be in situations that are um a, well, not not nice, you know. Mm-hmm. But If you know this, you can in that moment say, okay, this is just a dynamic that's happening. And then you can choose the right words in order to react to that person. And I've been, I don't like, I had two years ago, I had a really interesting situation on one of the boards that I'm a member with. And there was a board member that was really actively attacking me. Hmm. And I just sat back and I knew he wanted me to experience all negative emotions. That was, that was, you know, what he was doing in that moment. And I had to kind of like sit back and I'm like, okay, you need to take, we say in Germany, take out the wind from the sail, you know, just like <laughs> yeah. take it back a little bit. And one of the most powerful things that you can say is, for example, I said to him, I'm like, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. I will take that into account. Mm-hmm. Done. Done. You know, it's like you need to find polite ways to close the topic because what it did is it made me feel better, right? I took mm-hmm. a, took back my own power, mm-hmm. but also made him like, I'm recognizing what you're doing, but, you know, just stick with it. Just keep it to yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that idea of also then, yeah, recognizing because it is, I think feelings or emotions, especially really the hard ones can feel very overwhelming. And it feels like this sense of it's your whole body and it's 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 within yeah. you. And I like this idea that it's not necessarily, it's this combination of things that are leading me to feel or to have this emotion. And so I don't need to necessarily change who I am or what I'm doing. I can just see that this is just a natural reaction to X, Y, and Z all mm-hmm. happening at the same time mm-hmm. or whatever, the, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and they are, so, so in business, for example, you know, like if you were, let's, let's say you started your business and you've been running it now for a couple of years and you're ready to really scale it. Mm-hmm. And you are catching yourself that every time when you're stepping kind of like into the next area and you really want to scale it, that you're stopping yourself again. And you're just like comfortable to like move, you know, you, maybe you're making hundred thousand, hundred and fifty thousand dollars something like that. And you're comfortable with that, but like, you know, that you're ready for the next step, but you're not doing it mm-hmm. in that moment. It would be really wise to go into your emotions and really dissect, uh, dissect them and mm-hmm. see what's actually holding you back. What is that feeling? And the feelings will tell you what is the memory that you're carrying with yourself that is actually causing you to hold back. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we don't, we don't just don't do something just because it's unknown. We usually don't do something because we are somehow being reminded that something in the past didn't work and we don't necessarily want to experience the same feeling. Right. And that triggers the emotion and then Mm -hmm. in turn slows us down or stops us from actually taking action. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh my gosh. This is a lot to take in. I'm sure listeners have taken so many notes. Um, I really appreciate this different sort of take on feelings and emotions and, and sort of the bigger picture of what it is and how normal it is. And the fact that like humans just feel emotions, that's just what it is. We're not overly Mm -hmm. emotional. We we Mm -hmm. are emotional beings. Um, and, and letting that sort of empower us in a way. So, you know, where we don't feel so, um, caged by them, they happen Mm -hmm. and we get to choose how we handle a situation, whether we walk away and take a walk with the emotions and let ourselves Mm -hmm. calm down, or we pull in some positive memories and empower ourselves. Um, Jessica, can I just say one more last thing into this, you know, because the listeners are female entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. right? Um, There is actually another great book. It's the, the confidence code, confidence Mm -hmm. code. I wish I would have written that book. (laughs) as, as women, we need to remember that we are using our left and right brain equally, simultaneously, most of the time. Men don't do that. Okay. Mm. So we are in both spheres all the time. With that, we are consistently running the energy between left and right. So it is more difficult for us to actually calm down our brain. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, and that's the reason why it's so so important for women to take breaks. That's the reason why it's so important to step away from things because it is so much harder for us to calm down our brain. That's the reason why women have more anxiety. That's the reason why it's you know more women suffer from sleeplessness, um, and overdrive, and you know all these things that come with it. Of course, there is that entire other amazing area to it. We are more creative. We understand emotions on a better level. We are better problem solvers and we can foresee problems better, by the way. It's so mm. important. I mean, like, just want to <laughs> underline that, you know? Yeah. Um, so with all of that and everything that you're doing, remember that it is impossible for anyone in our society to not have emotions or express emotions. If you are not expressing emotions, you're just not human. Like mm-hmm. you cannot have one without the other. Yep. And there is no such thing as true objectivity. You are going to have somehow some, you know, feelings towards something. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That makes us part, part of, of the society. And that ma- that's what, what's making us hu- human beings. So for women, it's really important to first stop judging yourself that you're feeling everything. Mm-hmm. Men do too. They just don't express it because they don't know how. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, then the second thing is to understand that you need to give your brain also enough breaks in order to be able to compare comp- uh, to to structure what you're feeling in the right mm-hmm. way, you know, to stop because what happens is like we get overloaded, we feel too much, we experience too much, and what we do is we combine all of it into one big ball, right. And so when you are when you are in your business and you are about to make decisions and you're feeling everything at the same time and you're putting everything into one bucket, it's going to be almost impossible to make the right decision for you. 
mm-hmm. and the right or the best the best decision that is going to help you the most. And at the same time, if you do that and if you ha- if you help yourself to unclutter what's happening, you are going to be making more impactful decisions based not just on your knowledge, but also on the experience and the feelings that you're having. Mm-hmm. Because the your, your choices that you are making, they do need to be based also on how you're feeling about it, because that's what's going to keep you motivated. Right. Right. And aligned with your values and yeah. what's important to you. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I love that point. Well, let's take a second and... Um, What's, if there's one thing out of all this incredible information you've shared with us today that you want to make sure listeners walk away with, if nothing else, what would that one thing be? That your emotional understanding is your secret power to success. Mm, Good (laughs) soundbite. Yeah, I think, you know, that's... um, the moment you allow yourself to explore your emotions more and understand them in a little bit more of a cl- complex way, mm-hmm. it it really gives you so much power. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, well, shifting gears as we wrap up, why don't you tell us what you are getting intentional about right now? Uh yeah, that's a good question. Um, so my intention also for this entire year is to try and help more women to really step into their full potential and embrace themselves more in for what they are um, in all its beauty. You know, mm-hmm. I think that as women, we are complex, which is, you know, so wonderful. So my intention really for this year is to help more women step into entrepreneurship and be able to impact um, their surrounding or the topics that they really want to impact more. And I'm doing this right now by um, starting to offer actually group coaching programs. So Hmm. I've been working um, mostly one-on-one and this is the year where I'm starting to just roll it out and just bring it all um, more together. So I'm being very intention intentional about that, just to put everything into one program, um, which I started something and it's in a better version. I'm testing it and I'm trying to make it better. Nice. So, yeah. Great. And where can listeners connect with you? Um, so there are two ways. One way is the fastest way on my Instagram. That's just kinga.minich and it's uh, M-N-I-C-H, the last name. <laughs> Or on my website, which is kingamnich.com. And um, you can really, you know, email me and I will respond to you um, anytime. But that is uh, that is one of the easiest ways. I'm lately also quite often on Clubhouse. I'm not sure how often you've mm-hmm. been on Clubhouse, but I've loved to have that ability to just to speak to people, you know, answer questions also directly. But yeah, so... Website and Instagram are the fastest touch points, but you would also find me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for everything today, Kinga. I so appreciate it. And I appreciate you sharing all your wisdom with us. Thank you. Thanks, Jessica. You're so welcome. And thank you everybody for tuning in. I will catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset.